This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. There's lots of things we can do at church that religion calls worship. But boy, once you've tasted the real deal, nothing else will do. Amen. I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, nothing else will do. See, because he's got it all. All I got to do is be with him. Everything has been given to me in him. Amen. And that's not hard to believe when we're with him. Isn't that true? I wonder if there's anybody here who's ever asked why. Ever wondered why. The title of this message today is Why This Way? Uh, This wilderness desert way. Isaiah, we're still over here because uh, this is what. God is doing. He's announced it to us last year. And we're seeing that uh, springing forth this year. Amen. The seed was sown. He's watered it. Now I believe it's coming up. How about you? Isaiah 43 And verse 18, 19 down here, it says, this is a message, but forget about what's happened, what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Everybody say brand new. See, brand new is what you never knew before. Does God do new things? Oh, absolutely. There would be generations, our ancestors in the past, who wouldn't believe that you could pick up a little, they wouldn't even know what plastic was, but you could pick up a little square, rectangular, little rectangular item and literally see people halfway around the world face to face and talk and hear what they're saying. They would have said, don't be ridiculous. Amen. But that's new, isn't it? Amen. God can do new things, new things we've never known before. Absolutely never known before. Uh, So he asks us to be alert and to be present to something brand new. So you take the the position and the perspective that this isn't anything to compare with what I knew. This is something that I've never knew. It's brand new. God wants to do a new thing. Matter of fact, said he is going to do a new thing. So I want to be present and be alert to the new thing. In order to do that, I have to forget about the old thing. How many of you want to go back to uh, having a party line and, uh, uh, and, and cranking the dial? Are you listening? And holding one little thing up to your ear and, and tilt it up talking to the little microphone thing. We don't want to go back there, do we? 
How many of you like your leather seats with heat in them and, you know, uh, your, 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 your car and your phone helps you, tells you where you want to go. Or would you rather go out there and find a, catch a donkey in the field? Or better yet, just walk everywhere you went. Your world would get smaller, wouldn't it? It'd slow down. It, see, new isn't bad. It's good. It's good. Amen. <clears throat> you know, uh, he goes on to say here, he says, There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. One translation says, A way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Uh, in the wilderness times, there are troubles, there are trials, and there are temptations. Uh, I like how uh, it says in the badlands. Anybody ever been through the badlands? In your, uh, like you would have to say, well, w- where am I? Some people say, well, it ain't so bad. Some folks say, this is bad. I didn't come, I, I, I didn't come to those that are just justifying it and excusing it, and that's your normal, you know. Because sometimes, you know, we can, get, we can have so much trouble, we just get addicted to trouble. I mean, if we don't have drama, it ain't, you know. Are you listening? I mean, it doesn't traumatize us anymore. We, we just love the drama. Isn't that right? It wouldn't be life if it wasn't drama. See? No, God's got a better way uh, than all of that. And there are going to be troubles and trials and temptations. Jesus said that in the world, this is it's normal to the world, to the earthly experience, as long as we're here. There'll be times of trouble, times of trials and temptations. Uh, that in the Bible, they're always marked. Uh, they're always marked is a place where and when trust is tried. Find out where our trust really is, where it lies. It can lie in a, uh, ourselves. It can lie in other folks. It can uh, lie in in uh, you know uh, the world's way systems, things like that. See to be believed, but God must be trusted in order to walk with him. You know, Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter, I want to read this. I think God can answer his own questions, you know. Uh, uh, and Mark, I want you to mark this down and realize that he's speaking to uh, it's Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter. He's speaking to a new generation, the old generation, uh, had died off. The reason why they died in the wilderness, they were buried in the wilderness, their graves are in the wilderness, is because they failed the tests in the wilderness. The test was that the, their trust was tried. It was tested. Their willingness and obedience to to obey God, to trust God. You can't obey God if you don't trust God. We'll only obey God to the degree that we're willing to trust God. Amen? So, let me read these scriptures down to you. It's, it's, 
it's a few scriptures, but this is the message probably. I want you to just listen. It says, keep and live out the entire commandment that I'm commanding you today so that you'll live and prosper and enter and own the land that God promised to your ancestors. Does God have harvest he wants you to have? That will be your personal possession, your inheritance in him. Amen. Now he says, remember every road that God led you on for these 40 years in the wilderness, pushing you to your limits, testing you. Now, it seems like that we have a contradiction here when God says, forget about what has happened. And here he says, remember every road. He didn't say, he, he didn't, he said, forget about what's happened. But he said, boy, you need to remember the road. You remember, you need to remember how you got there. What brought you to where? Amen. Thank, thank God a road. I remember one time ran away from home when I was a teenager. None of you have ever done that, I don't know. But I ran away from home. Got all the way into the next state. Oh, it was a snowing and a blowing cold night. And I was out on, I was out, <laughs> I was out on the flats out there next to Lake Champlain, Allberg, Vermont. And I'll tell you, I got on one side of the road with my thumb and nobody would pick me up there. And I, I got on the other side to go back where I came from and no one would take me there. Hallelujah. I couldn't get around. A road goes both ways. <laughs> back to where you came or where you're wanting to go in the future. I couldn't get a hitch a ride either way. Ever been there? Oh, it was a wild experience, I'm telling you. Remember every road that God led you, pushing you to your limits, testing you. And listen, so that, this is an important word, here's the why. So that he would know what you were made of, whether you would keep his commandments or not. See, you need to know whether you're just an old crust of bread that your strength is small, hardly not at all, that... that when the time of testing comes, are you listening? You'll crumble and fall. See? He needs to know whether or not, everybody say whether or not, you would keep his commandments. See, he, he put you through hard times. You know, we do a disservice, especially to this younger generation, that just because you follow Jesus, see, Everything, everything, you'll, you'll, never, you'll never face any trouble. You'll never face any problems. You know, you'll never have to change. You'll never have to be different from the world. You, 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 we, we've, we've, we've preached a grace, are you listening, that is, has so much allowance in it. And that's true. I mean, you know, uh, God will allow you and I to pick and choose any road we want to be on, any which way we want to go. But it may not get you where he wants you. It may not position you for the promised land. Are you listening? Where you'll live well. 
where you'll have the harvest that God wants you to have, where you'll possess your permanent possessions. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yeah, it's good to be married to the same girl for 40-something years. Amen. I believe we're, uh, I, I believe that we've got, uh, well, now I'm 61, so I've got 59 more years. She's two years younger than, uh, she's two years younger than me. We've agreed we're going together. Should the Lord tarry. If he don't tarry, we're going up together. If he does tarry, we're going to be long and strong and stay together. Amen. We're going together. God will honor things. Yes, he will. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, so 42 plus 59 is a long time. Amen. Or minus 2, 57. Praise the Lord. 90-something years. Amen. We'll just go for 100. How about that? I guess we'll make 100, won't we? Because you were 16. I was 18, right? You all right? I'm chasing the bunny around the thing. Are you going to be okay? Huh? <laughs> there he goes, chasing the rabbit. Let's move on here. Sometimes it's good to break the seriousness of the moment. But we should take it seriously. Amen. Is that possible? Yes. If it hadn't been possible before, it's possible now. Amen. If you got one, stay with her. Amen. She won't stay with you. Get you another one even better. Praise the Lord. Let's move right along. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't believe you said that. If you don't want to be saying, get you another one. I'll make, make sure she's a better one. Amen. One that will stick with you one. Praise God. Hallelujah. I always thought, of, you know, Pastor Sandy don't want to stick with me. It'd be, 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 be the best time to know right now. Find out now. <laughs> Amen. Boy, you all are just real quiet in here today. Amen. Well, God hates divorce. Yes, he does. Amen. But apparently it's quite agreeable with, with uh, you know, the world culture that we're living. And it takes two people to be, be married and stay married. They both got to want the same thing. You can't do it if they won't agree. Amen. The story was around up north where I grew up. This fellow, his wife was a-leaving, packed her bags and all that. He opened up the door. Little children was a-crying. Had a bunch of little boys, little girls. He said, he opened up the door and she was headed out with her suitcase. Found her another fella. And he said, don't worry, little children, don't cry. He said, tomorrow, daddy, go find you a new mama. So she got down the bottom of the steps. Heard what he said. Turned right around, come right back on up in the house. Amen. Come on, buddy. Let's get on with this. <laughs> Might have helped somebody, it'd be all right. <clears throat> he made you go hungry. Then he fed you with manna, something neither you nor your parents knew anything about. So you would learn that men and women don't live by bread alone or by natural things alone or by our own hands supplying our own mouth, he said, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. 
Listen, learn the lessons of where you're at. Learn, listen, it's all from him and it's all for him. If you just learn those two things, that it's all from him. It all came from him. Whether I have another breath depends on him, not me, him. He is the length of my days. He is the Lord and master of my life. He is the one that caused my heart to begin to beat and keeps it beating. If it stops beating, he'll make it beat again with resurrection power. It's all from him. Everything I see, everywhere I look, I see him. Everywhere I look, I see God. I see the fingerprint of the glory of God, the nature of God, the goodness of God, how great he is. The greatness of God. It all came from him. The fact that you're here in history, that you're here hearing this today, the fact that he kept you alive, you could have not even made it to the house today. It's from him. And the only reasonable response to that then is to say, well, if it's all from you, then it's also all for you. I am here with breath so I can give you praise. I am here as a witness of your wonderful love. I am here as a testimony that God can get you by God. He can keep you. And God can finish what he started. God will bring you all the way. If it's on a negative right now, don't you worry. This God who ends everything a positive he's going to turn it all around and it is not going to be this way always someday listen just keep on walking he's moving you keep moving with him he's working don't stop working don't stop walking while he works it out he needs to know what you're made of He wants to know, do you really know it's from him and it's for him? He wants you to know that you're not just living a natural life as a natural person in a natural world and all you do is, oh, oh, so off to work I go. I get a little job and a little house and a little car and a little white picket fence and say, me and my four and no more and that's all there is. And I die someday and they say, wise over top of me. Put plastic plastic flowers on where I used to be. And two dates. Come on now, somebody. No, I mattered more to God than that before the foundations of the world. He had already settled that he was going to set his love on me and he was going to show the world what it meant to be a child of God with a good, good father. What it meant to be loved and provided and cared for and lifted up and shown with the glory of God so other people would want the same thing, would want the same one. Hallelujah. Oh, honey, it's all. We got to learn that it's all for him. See, we live by every word that comes from God's mouth. He said your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister those 40 years. You learned deep in your heart that God disciplines you in the same way as a father disciplines his child. Over there in James, it says this. In Hebrews, it says this. Well, one of them. You have to do it for your homework. It's all in the same vicinity. I can see it at the top of my page. I could turn there, but we'd take too much time, wouldn't we? It said, don't despise when God starts training you and teaching you and disciplining your life as a child disciple. It says, because that's who, he only does that to those that he loves. 
said this trouble that you're in, listen, this trouble that you're in is training. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. It says, so that we would learn. Everybody say, so I would learn. See, he says, so it's paramount that you keep the commandments of God, your God. Walk down the roads he shows you and reverently respect him. God is about to bring you into a good land. Listen, it's everything that has been before is about what's set in front of you right now. God is about to bring you into Something you ain't never knew. When, when, when Joshua went through the camp with this generation, just a few days hence from here, he told them this. He said, ran, he ran through the camp. He said, you need, you've heard T.D. Jake say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. He went through the camp and he said, everybody get ready. Get yourself cleaned up, wash your clothes, scrub your dirty little hats. Get ready. He said, because the Lord is about to bring you in a way, take you in a way that you've never known before. You haven't gone this way before. You're a generation that were just carried in the womb and on the arm that went through the Red Sea. Your mom and daddy went through there. They saw and they believed for a little while, but they fell in the wilderness because they forgot the road that God made, the first road he ever made. He went them out in the wilderness, put them between a rock and a hard place where they could only look to him that he was the way, but didn't he make a way with one breath out of the one side of his nostril, the Bible says. He split that thing the wind blew all night long. One breath out of his nostril. One breath blowing out of the nostril of God split the Red Sea wide open and held it back for all night long and dried every muddy pothole in it until he had made a way. I mean, they had to stand there with the devil on their tail and God before them and they saw are you listening God making a way for them hey hallelujah somebody ought to shout but this generation didn't know that they had never known that thing they didn't they heard about it but they didn't know it so Joshua said the Lord is about to take you in a way that you have not been before, that you didn't know before. And didn't he do it? I'm telling you, he told those old gospel boys, he said, tell them old preacher boys, get on down there to the riverbank. And God waited until it was a flood tide. It was flood stage. It wasn't just in its banks. It was out of its banks and out of control. It was a flood tide. The Bible says it was in the time of harvest that God let them down there and he said, just tell them old preacher boys to stick their toe in first. See, the only reason we share with you is the things. I'm telling you, God is about to lead you into a place you ain't never known before, stuff you ain't never experienced before. You're about to see things you've never seen before, hear words you've never heard before, experience things you've never had happened for you before. I'm telling you the truth. I stuck my toe in the water and I see, listen, the same thing happened. God caused the old Jordan to roll back. The Bible said she rolled back as far as such and such. I ain't never done the measurements on the map, but I'll guarantee you when God goes, old Jordan says, oh, got to go, got to go, got to go. 
Roll on, roll over, oh sweet Jordan wide. For the Lord, He commands you, hold back your tide. Roll on, roll over, oh sweet Jordan wide. And let pass my children to the promised side. Tell them old preacher boys to stick in their toe. And out over old Jordan wide you shall surely go. And boy, they did. Boy, they did. There wasn't a questioning. There wasn't an argument. There wasn't, I went rank and file, tribe by tribe, preacher boys first, and then the rest of them down. They came, the armies of God, the children of God, not a lamb lost, not a chicken left behind, not a dog left on the, on the wrong side. They all crossed over, every one of them. Hallelujah. You know why? As they had learned, they were trained. If nothing else, they're saying, they missed it, but I'm not going to. They missed it, but I'm not going to. That generation didn't, but I'm in the generation that does. Hallelujah. <clears throat> he said, it's paramount that you learn this because he's going to show you some roads and you need to reverently respect him. God's about to bring you into a good land. You need, to, you need to interject yourself and say, God's about to bring me into a good land, a land with brooks and rivers, springs and lakes, streams out of the hills and through the valleys. It's a land of wheat and barley, of vines and figs and pomegranates, of olives, oil and honey. It's a land where you'll never go hungry, lack nothing, always food on the table and a roof over your head. It's a land where you'll get iron out of the rocks and mine copper from the hills. And after a meal, satisfied, bless God, your God, for the good land he has given you. Now make sure you don't forget God. See, see, because the people that are not trained and all they want is the blessing and care nothing about the blesser, all they want is his hand to move and don't know nothing of his heart, they'll soon forget that it was all from him and it's all for him. So make sure you don't forget your God by not keeping his commandments, his rules and regulations that I command you today. Make sure that when you eat and are satisfied, say, I'm going to eat and be satisfied. When you build pleasant houses and settle in, say, I'm going to build houses. Oh, say pleasant houses. It's going to be a pleasant house. Ain't going to be no rundown old shack. It's going to be, it's going to be your dream house, a pleasant house. Amen. One you'll be, one you'll be, want to settle in. As, when you see your herds and flocks flourish, say, I'm going to see my herds and flocks flourish. And when more and more money come in, everybody say, more money going to come, more and more money going to come in. When you watch your standard of living going up and up, say, my standard of living is going to go up and up. Make sure you, listen, make sure you don't become so full of yourself and your things that you forget God, your God. He said, you can have all that. Just remember, it's all from me and it's all for me. He said, just don't forget where it come from and what it's for. It's for us to richly enjoy our love life together. Living forever together. Amen. Listen, it said, don't forget your God. And then it, tell, it goes down and reminds us of who he is. The God who delivered you from Egyptian slavery. 
The God who led you. Listen, there's some of you in the workers that ain't no better than a slave. You don't control your time. Are you listening? They ain't paying you enough dime. They ain't even a living wage. Are you hearing? You are not going to. We're going to get you free where, listen, we still got to work, but you're going to get free on the inside that that's, you're not limited to what anyone will pay you ever. You are limited only by your belief in God as your absolute source. And he's got it and he can get it to you in ways you never dreamed of, ways you never knew. Amen. Hallelujah. Going to get you freed up. Hallelujah. Oh, that went over like a lead balloon, but it's all right. The God, the God who delivered you from Egyptian slavery, the God who led you through that huge and fearsome wilderness, those desolate and badlands crawling with fiery snakes and scorpions, the God who gave you water gushing from the hard rock, the God who gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never heard of. Now listen, he says it was in order to give you a taste of the hard life to test you so that you would be prepared to live well in the days ahead of you in the good life. Because some folks only serve God when it's a hard life. But when the good life comes, they don't need God no more. Are you listening? Oh, it's one thing to serve him because you need him. It's another thing to serve him because you want him. Amen. That you want him. That you would be prepared. Everybody say, I've just been in preparation. See, the testing is the preparation time, isn't it? See, the trail through the trials and the tryings and the testing is a trail of total trust. You trust his heart, you trust his hand, you trust his will, you trust his way. See, because there is a work that happens only in the wilderness. In Isaiah 119 in the Passion Bible, it says this, If you have a willing heart to let me help you, and if you will obey me, you will feast on the blessings of an abundant harvest. What does God want from us? You ever asked that question? What, wondered, what does God want from me? Well, he wants a whole heart. That will trust and obey. And he finds that out in the tough times. See, because he figures that, well, why in the world would you trust me during the hard times? And then when we get to the, when we get to the good times, when I really want to lavish it on you, you're just going to go drifting off and wandering off to uh, uh, somewhere else and begin to trust in yourself again. But that's possible. Because the scripture goes on to say, we didn't read it, verse 18, it says, yeah, it says, when you see all of this good stuff happening that you say in your own heart, well, my power did this. It was my power that got me all this wealth. No, it was God. Stay with him. You know, it's in the wilderness that that we have to answer the question, what do we want from God? Remember, they, they, they just wanted their immediate needs, physical needs met. Everything was tied to what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, how we're going to live. And you know, God's not against a confrontation. It's a comparison. And if there's, see, he's going to keep working until we understand something. What does, the question changes not what 
do I want from God, but what does God want from me? Till there's a confirmation that my will and my way is his will and his way for my life. I want to read Psalm 17. I know that uh, we're cutting close on time here because we're having to stretch your belly. Make a little more room inside of you for a little more God. Amen. Verse 4 and 5, I'm not trying to get my way in the world's way. I'm trying to get your way, your word's way. I'm staying on your trail. Despite the trial, despite the temptations, Despite the trouble, I'm staying putting one foot in front of the other. Everybody say one foot. Well, we don't like making one foot, 12 inches worth of progress, do we? It's hard the little by little, step by step, day by day, one by one. I'm staying on your trail. I'm staying on your trail. Say, I'm staying on your trail. It says here, I'm not giving up. Oh, a lot of folk wander off in the wilderness and are lost. Somehow they become lost, wander off in the wilderness. Get off track. Get off the trail. A lot of people desert in the desert. Let me read you another psalm, then we'll be done. Psalm 73. No, I'm not giving up. But I am giving in. Pastor Ron's going to come. No, I'm not giving up. But I am giving in to God. Get your name. Say, don't give up. Give in. Give in to God. I'm yielding what I want and surrendering to what God wants. To the place that my life is a confirmation. The life I'm living is a testimony. But I'm surrendering to what God wants. There's some, there's some things. There's some, sometimes some, some, some ones that I'm giving up. Because I'm giving in to God. Till my whole life says in Psalm 73, verse 25, you're all I want in heaven. I know some people are, are living for the day that they walk on streets of gold. They have their mansion. They see their loved ones again. And those are all promises that will be kept. There's an old song that says, But I want to see Jesus. 
Because when I finally get there, I want to see Jesus. I need to see Jesus. Let me give in to the place that you're all I want in heaven. And you're all I really want on the earth. I like this. This is David's writing. He goes, and when my skin sags and my bones get brittle, God is rock firm and faithful. I'm not going to be lost or wander off in the wilderness. I'm not going to be a deserter in the desert. I'm going all the way, God. When I'm old, this will still be what I want. This will still be the way that I'm walking in. Look, he adds a caveat down. He goes, deserters. Says, look, those who left you are falling apart. Deserters, they'll never be heard from again. But I'm in the very presence of God. Oh, how refreshing it is. I've made Lord God my home. And God, I'm telling the world what you do. What a perfect picture. I can't see it all from here. I don't try to. I really don't need to. So unless he steps out of the way or he points this way or that way, it's not worth looking at anyway. I'm going to look away from all that would distract me and I'm going to keep looking to Jesus. All I got to do is keep Jesus in my sight. It's all from him. It's all for him. He's the one. Until I get all the way home, this world's not my home, but until I get all the way home, I've made the Lord God my home. Long as we're together, I'm at I'm in the right place. I'm with the right I'm with the right one. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Oh, I'll tell you God's working. God's moving. God's working on lives. God's moving in lives and He's drawing people to himself. The Bible says that if Jesus is lifted up, and I'm telling you, I'll tell you, as for me in my house, we're going to lift him up. We're going to serve him and lift him up. We don't want people looking uh, at our lives except for us to point and say, you know what? God did that. God, this is Jesus. This is the work. This is the finger of God. This is the heart of God. Don't you want to come along? Don't you want to serve him? Won't you give your life to Jesus? Come to Jesus. Come with me. Let's go with Jesus. He is the way. He's God's only way. wonder if you're here today. See, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Mom and Daddy, being a church goer, even them professing Jesus doesn't make you a Christian. I wonder if there's anybody here today. You need to make Jesus the way for your life. No matter where you've been or even where you're at uh, right now. From this day forward, make Jesus the way for your life. Would you take just a moment and acknowledge him in that? The Bible says that our faith becomes effective, effectual, goes into effect when we acknowledge him. The Bible says don't 
It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he will guide you. He'll lead you. He'll make straight your paths. Every eye is closed. I pray that every heart is open at the same time. And I'm going to ask you to take a look. Look at the road sign and the at the intersection that you and I stand at right now. Is Jesus the way for you? Make him that way from the rest of your day. Say this with me. Dear Jesus, you are the only way. You're the only way for me. And I choose you. Choose to follow you. All the rest of the days of my life. I thank you, Lord, for having me, for saving me, for delivering me, for helping me. I'm willing to obey you from now on. Amen. Now listen, if you meant that, draw near to him. Walk close with the Lord this year. Live for the smile on his face and the pleasure of his heart. Pray until you Hear whatever he say, and then just obey, and everything will be okay. Say this with me. Say, I'll pray until I hear what he say, and I'll obey, and everything will be okay. All right. God bless you all. Did you get anything out of this today? There'll be folks that are up here. There'll be folks that are up here. If you've made a commitment to Jesus, if, you, if you've met whatever level of commitment you made the Bible, listen, for the first time or for this time, you know, uh, it's important, the Bible says, to acknowledge him in our way. It's important. We really seal the deal when we make a confession of that. You don't have to tell everybody, all your says, you know what, today, this day, I have decided to follow Jesus that he is the way for my life. And it's so it's such a powerful thing. The confession of that simply brings the possession of it. It seals the promise. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.